Hey, After Buzzers, before we move on to your next topic, we just want to say thanks to our sponsor, Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. Plus, there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Also, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Plus, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. I'm Maria Menunos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. Uh-oh. So, hi. Station 19, season finale, AfterBuzz TV After Show. I'm one of your co-hosts, and of course, the hi. Hi. Can you hear me so high? Yes, I can hear you. Hello. Yeah, this one was crazy. I can't believe all the bombs that were dropped in this episode. I mean, yeah. And then I was thinking, we don't even know when the next season, with everything that's going on in the world, when the next season will be. And and now I'm just shook. Yeah, we'll talk about that in news and gossip. I do have some information from the showrunner, Krista Vernoff, about season four. Awesome. Well, let's dump it. Dump. Let's jump right into it. Um, we open up with a party. They're blowing off steam, and we see uh, Maya and Vic both kind of laughing at each other because they had broken up with their doctor significant others. What did you think of all of that? I thought it was hilarious. Like, I was just like, oh, that's right. They both had a breakup in this moment. Um, and we see the new girl that Dean helped with her earring thing. Now that's his girlfriend all of apparently. I, I have no idea. And can you hear me? Uh, I can now hear you now. Okay. You Sorry, froze, my, my, you, my, yeah, my connection gets a little crazy, but you were asking about Maya and Vic. Yeah, the fact that they connected that they broke because they both broke up with their cute doctors was hilarious. Yeah, it was super hilarious. And then I was saying how... Uh, Dean and his new girlfriend, quote unquote, are thing now. Um, and then we also saw Andy just drinking away and Jack helping her drink away her sorrows. And we saw that she's having some issues with her husband and her father. And Jack said, you stay mad at those two. We were talking about uh, uh, Dean and his new girlfriend. Um, that they they seemed very cozy at the party. They did, and then I also mentioned Andy and Jack, and Andy uh, her drinking her sorrows away, and Jack helping her do that. Yeah, she had uh, like all the points on why she was mad at her husband, and she was ready to. Uh, let off some steam because of it. So she was very upset. But overall, this was a great episode and a great way to end the season. Absolutely. Um, I thought it was interesting how Jack said uh, that you stay mad at your husband and you stay mad at your dad. And that kind of set her off. And we see a flashback of a young Pruitt and young Andy and the house fire. And there was some like electrical short. And then we also see that uh, 
there's something going on with Andy and her mom and her dad, and we're not sure what it is, but we start to see that there's a little bit of something going on there. There's some tension there. Yeah, that was an interesting way to bring in the aunt and the cousin uh, with a fire, like the fire connected them, but it also was the thing that you could that there were issues within her parents' ma marriage during that scene. So that was, the little young auntie was so cute. Yeah, she was adorable. Um, we see them all wake up with hangovers. Uh, everyone's being called in. The five alarm fire. Uh, Vic wakes up in Dean's bed and Dean is freaked all the way out because we know that he's having some underlying feelings for her. And he's like, where's Sasha, my girlfriend? And Vic's like, you're who? She's your girlfriend now? What did you think of Vic's response? You, we, you only went on three dates with her. So one, she was counting. Two, you know, even though Vic may not like uh, Dean that way, I'm sure living with him and being his coworker and being a close friend, she does feel a little territorial over him. Um, and that's what we saw in that scene. That, and I also think too, that they talked about it, which I thought was interesting that, uh, and we'll get to that scene as well, but they talked about how this living situation would be great for both of them because she gets to help out with crew and uh, she also gets a place to live. And that, that way they can e balance each other off. So I thought it was interesting that he was having such a visceral response to her. Yeah, he uh, definitely had a change of heart towards the end. <laughs> Poor Vic. She can't, she can't get a break. <laughs> Uh, we see Andy can't find her phone and she starts freaking out. She realizes that her Tia Sandra called her back and she missed the call. So it kind of starts the tailspin that we see her in this entire episode. Uh, she's also missing Robert's surgery. And uh, the team's like, you get a pass on this one. Go do you. Go figure it out. Um, but they can't call Sullivan her husband, which I thought was interesting. She took a lot of offense to that. But it's new to them, and it wasn't like she shared that relationship with them. So I can understand how they're having a hard time transitioning. Well, they can't get um, up to speed with calling him her husband, and she barely can remember that she even has a husband at times. Like she forgot the surgery, and you know she ends up uh, going leaving when he after the surgery. So I think everyone's still adjusting to this marriage. Oh, for sure, absolutely. Uh, we get to uh, emergency number one, and I thought it was a cute scene with Travis and Ben, because Travis is completely hungover. Ben says um, he's happy that he didn't go to the party, and he's like, Travis is like, just wake me up when we get there, and like lies back. I died of laughter. I, I was like, that is hilarious. Um, we also see that there's an explosion at Pack North, and we don't know exactly what the explosion is. To have to like run up and down. Hey guys, sorry, we're having some technical difficulties. Bear with me. Yes, I'm back. Can you hear me? I can hear you now. My connection is acting wonky today, but I was just saying it to have to be drunk and show up to work to such a strenuous job is crazy. I couldn't do it. Yeah, it's it, it's but it shows how much they're they've got to be in shape and like sharp and all of that, and they can do that. 
Um, I was also saying that there was an explosion at Pac North, and we don't know at this point what the explosion is, um, but we see that they all run into it. And uh, Jack and Vic are trying to get this Dr. Elba out, and she is not having it at all. Yeah, she is focused on her research and making sure that that saved more than her own self, which was like definitely uh, a sign of how much dedication she had to her job and her work. That, but I also think that in that situation, uh, she was dedicated, but I also was torn because she was putting all of these firefighters at risk. And we saw that in the scene that they almost died because of it. So it's like you balance I guess the good of her work and the years of her work versus uh, these heroic firefighters. I don't know, like, what, what do you do? Yeah. Um, then we see Travis and Ben help their guy, Duncan, who's stuck in this machine. And he starts crying, he thinks he's dying, and he wants to just confess all his badness. And he confesses to them that he cheated on his wife. He can't tell her, but he has to tell someone, and he ends up telling them. And Travis has his own confession, says he's sleeping uh, with a guy that was engaged and that he didn't love. And Ben is listening all to all of this, and I thought it was hilarious because he's putting two and two together. And then he's like, oh, well, I have a confession too. I'm judgmental, and I'm silently judging both of you right now. And like, gives the side eye to Emmett, which I thought was hilarious. Yeah, I think Ben is like, oh God, here's another office romance that's gonna cause problems if we don't resolve it now. And uh, the guy that was stuck in the, the MRI mach machine, he was hilarious. He was a, a funny guy. Duncan. Yeah. Yeah, he was funny. Um, we go back to Dean and the other uh, firefighters and we find out that Dean uh, gets hit in the head because there's an explosion. They're trapped because their exit uh, is blocked off and we see we don't know at that moment who's hurt, what's happening. All we know is that it's chaos and that Ben has found, excuse me, Dean has found a bomb and we learn a lot about uh, about Dean in this moment that, you know, he trained with the bomb experts and no one knew that. And Vic was like, you did? Like, I didn't know that about you. And I think that Vic thought that she knew everything about Dean. And we start to see in this episode that there's a lot that she doesn't know about him. Agreed. Uh, you can't know everything about your friend. You have to remember, unless you knew them from birth and even then. knowing that he trained with the bomb squad or just surprised that she didn't know this thing about him so uh it was interesting to see that absolutely um we also see that uh andy finally gets to the um hospital to see sullivan and she is kind of starting to unravel even more she's on her phone her she starts a fight with sullivan and is saying that she missed a call from her aunt and on and on and on. Meanwhile, Sullivan is lying there about to go into surgery and his wife is not there for him at all. What did you think of that? 
Uh, first of all, it's like, when did they decide Sullivan was going to have surgery? Again, we're just like fast forwarded to treatment for him. Um, uh, I think maybe, I, th I think what happened really was that after we find out in this episode that um, Sullivan came clean to the board and tried to take Dixon down. Uh, he was mandated to suspension and to also get this surgery if he wants to continue his career. So I think that that's why we fast forwarded in that moment and he's now taking the surgery so that he can continue his career. Uh, we see Amelia come in and Amelia see like thinking, what's going on with Andy? Uh, she looks like she's spitting out. So she suggests to go to the green room and kind of calm down and has a nurse take her away. And uh, she has a one-on-one -on -one moment with um, Sullivan. And was, she was like, is she on something? Is she drunk? Like what's going on with her? And he explains that her dad just died and Amelia sees it, but she's spinning out. She's spinning out of control. And says to him that he's definitely gonna need someone after surgery to support him. And they're not sure if Andy's gonna have the capacity to support him. So what is he gonna do? And Sullivan comes to Andy's defense and says, she'll be there for me, which I don't know if I believe. I think that uh, as we move into season four, I think that she is gonna figure out uh, that her life was not what she thought. And we saw a glimpse of that towards the end of the episode, which we'll talk about. So hi, you back. Um, then I thought this was really giving of Amelia. She has a meeting with Sullivan to prepare his mindset because he is holding all of this stuff in and he doesn't have a support system with his wife. So he decides she decides that she's going to be there and they're going to talk it out so that he's in the proper mindset once his surgery is over because when his surgery is over he's going to be in a bunch of pain and he doesn't need that temptation uh to fall back on the drugs that he was addicted to um we go to back to the explosion and jack has a moment about getting trapped in places and constantly getting trapped in places and he's wondering if the universe is trying to tell him something and you know, working through his own issues because that was very telling of Jack because all his problems started to surface when we know back in last season that he was trapped in that building. And I think that trapped last, was it last episode or the episode before with the kids when they were trapped again and now here's a third time he's trapped at the hospital. So. I definitely think he's on to something for sure. Um, the explosion goes on and we find out, which I didn't know it was called the Bravo, it was a Bravo Tango, which means there's a bomb there that Dean finds. Um, the doctor is really trying to keep her um, research because we find out that she does, this is not the first time that she's been attacked. And it's because she works with stem cell research and a lot of people have issues with that and are trying to stop her and she made a really good point which I agree with like so you don't want me to do this but you're okay with 
killing innocent people like herself. Yeah, not good. Uh, we flip outside and Maya's dad shows up to the scene. So we know that he showed up to the firehouse and he was all calm and, and cool and collected. Uh, but I could tell that he had like some material motive because we know that her mom uh, showed up the last episodes and now all of a sudden he's here and he just all of a sudden wants to see what his captain daughter is doing. I was like, hmm, I, I feel a little manipulation coming on right now. I'm not sure, but that's the vibe I got from him. And so when he showed up at the scene and surprises and um, Maya, I was like, is he for real? She's at a five alarm fire and you're trying to get her attention right now? Like how selfish are you? Uh, we get back to another flashback and it's Maya and her mom having one of their quote unquote fun days. And her mom tells her never to settle and don't ever take your eyes off the sky. And I still was not understanding like the importance of the flashback, but I knew that the important, importance of her being so close to her mom and her loving her mom so much. And really her mom being the primary caregiver because Pruitt was a firefighter and they have odd hours. Then we see um, Andy run into Meredith and we see that Meredith is seeing an Andy that she's kind of spinning out and she just dumps all of her stuff. She's like, I don't think my parents were happy. I think my mom killed herself. I think uh, my dad kept me away from the family and isolated me and I can't talk to my friends because they think I'm crazy. And I thought Meredith is the best person to talk to because Meredith has gone through it all and she has a great ear to listen, which is what she does. And she says that, you know what? Sometimes falling apart can look like you're falling apart but it can also be a breakthrough which I was like, this is exactly what's happening. Andy is now um, putting together the things that she blocked out of her, her life. And when Meredith said, you know, the brain is a, a complex thing, something that will block off trauma, but it does come back. And when it comes back, it comes back in the form of memory and it comes back into form of some type of physical thing in your body. Um, and you gotta get to just piece it all together and go through it. And I thought, yeah, that's exactly what's happening with Andy right now. She is now an orphan and she's trying to figure out if she's alone in this world and by herself and why is she alone in this world and why remembering that she had uh, extended family and when she, after she was nine and her mom passed away, her extended family passed away with them. So why was it just her and her dad against the world? And if you guys remember when the mom said, um, if anything ever is to happen to me, just know daddy will take care of you. And when she said that, I was like, ooh, that's ominous. Like what, what's about to happen to you? And why do you think something is about to happen to you? So. We then flash forward to uh, Maya and her dad again, and he's at the scene and he calls her over and she goes over and he's like, why are you not 
like paying attention to me. Why is that? Um, and Maya's like, you keep interrupting. I'm at my job right now. And he's like, well, your family is falling apart and you're playing fire captain. And I was like, see, this is where he's starting to show his two colors. And she's like, I am fire captain. And he's like, don't raise your voice at me, young lady. And as she turns to walk away and he grabs her hair, oh no, oh no, you didn't. And I know that that had to have triggered Maya and brought all the feelings back because we know that she has been um, denying abuse and not, not that she didn't realize that she was abused, but she, I think that she didn't want to know. So when I talked about Andy blocking out her trauma of her past, it's the same in this situation where uh, Maya was blocking out her trauma from being raised by someone that was not only a manipulator, but an abuser. So we get back to the bomb and we're seeing Dr. Alba slowly dying. She wants to make sure that these firefighters keep her work. And so when Dean decides that he's gonna be the one because he's the one that has a bomb training, Jack steps in and I just thought that was a really special moment because he's like, I am not gonna allow Prue to not have a, a mom and a dad now. So he's going to do it. And I just thought that was so heroic. So hi, did you think that was heroic? It was great. Yeah, good job for Dean. That was really nice of Jack to kind of jump in there and, and want to take it, take the pressure off of Dean. Absolutely. Um, in all the mix of the, the emergency, we see Dixon and he had the press there in five seconds and he was taking all the fame and all the glory. Um, meanwhile, we have these firefighters who are risking their lives actually doing their work. And we also see that the police come after he's just finished his second or third or however long press conference of the day. And they want to talk to him. And he's like, well, what is this about? And there's a warrant for his arrest for fraud and extortion. I was like, oh, wow, what happened? Because we know that when Sullivan tried to call him out, they said earlier in the episode that that didn't work. So I'm wondering what is it that worked that they were able to find out that he had committed fraud and extortion? What were your thoughts? Yeah, Andy did say that he reported himself to the committee as we saw him going to that meeting last. So I think it was that meeting maybe sparked some an investigation which led to his arrest. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, maybe, yeah, that, that definitely could be true. Or maybe Ben has something to do with it as well, and we'll find out uh, as that unravels in season four. So we see uh, Jack with the bomb. He has one, one minute to get the bomb into this industrial microwave, and uh, we see his whole team's lives depend on it. Um, and he does make it, and the bomb does go off in the, the microwave, and that moment that they huddled on the ground, Ben, Jack, Travis, Dean, and Vic, I was like, oh, see, they're they really are family. They really are each other's keepers. And they would do anything, including risking their own lives, to protect each other. Did you feel the same way? Yeah, I thought they were also possibly setting us up for Dean to die or somebody else to die because we've had so many deaths this season already and having a bomb and being in such close proximity to it would have definitely 
been a perfect situation for somebody to die. So it was really nice that they were saved and they were able to save all the doctor's research as well. Yeah. And, you know, in the previews, uh, they were saying, Station 19 was saying someone's going to die. Someone's going to die. So I was mentally preparing myself. Didn't realize that it was going to be Dr. Alba. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they were, I was like, another death? Like, what? Who, who could it possibly be? And then I was like, is Sullivan going to die in surgery? Like, I was all over the place. Uh, they get back to the station, uh, still all hungover, but Ben wants to have drinks, and it kind of triggers them from the previous night, which I thought was hilarious. But guess what? They all decide that they're going to go. And we then go to this moment with Maya, and Maya is looking in the mirror. And I felt in that moment she was looking in the mirror and actually really seeing who she was for the first time. And then we see that she cuts her hair, um, and then Jack comes in and she says that everyone saw the truth about her dad except for her. What did you think in that moment? Yeah, it was nice that, you know, when Jack said it, something as simple as saying, I, I'm sorry, goes a long way. And that it's like when she finally understood that he was the first person she apologized to. Also, I read that she did that haircutting scene in one take. Because, you know, once you cut, you can't go back. So mm-hmm. uh, they were really impressed by how she was able to convey her emotions during that scene. Yeah, it was. I thought it was really powerful. I definitely thought that she was having a uh, come-to-Jesus moment there. And I, I agree with you that she's starting to open up and be the real Maya and realizing that she needs her people. And Jack was one of her people. And like you said, that was the first apology that she um, made. She also said that she ruined the best relationship she ever had. And when he said, well, you know, you can always apologize. Apologies go a long way. Um, she really kept that to heart. So when she went uh, to the hospital and it was uh, Dr. DeLuca and uh, I always forget her name. I don't know why, Teddy Altman. And apologized and said, I want you to take me back. And I'm so sorry. And I love you. And she only ever said that she loved someone to her brother. I was like, wow, that was a lot too, because both your parents are still there. So you've never said you, you love your mom or your dad. Um, so I thought that was really powerful. And then I thought it was hilarious that Teddy was like, just forgive her. No, no, just forgive her. You love her, right? Just forgive her. What did you think? Yeah, Teddy's got her own uh, love triangle going on on Grace, so I'm sure she she's a little uh, sensitive to romantic issues right now. But I thought it was nice that she was encouraging to uh, Karina to kind of take Maya back. And did you want her to take Maya back, or what were your thoughts on that? Um, yeah, I like them as a couple, and Maya needs some sort of happiness. She's gone through a lot too, and she needs somebody who's going to be understanding of what of how she grew up. Not everybody would be so. Mm-hmm. The fact that she's found someone who's able to to help her through this, I think, is really sweet. Absolutely. Uh, we get to the houseboat, and Ben's there, and the rest of the team is there, and they're kind of joking how they need a new father figure, and Ben's going to be that father figure for them. And he's like, oh, I'm not, I'm not that old, guys. Calm down. And I thought it was the Miranda joke that they made was hilarious. Like, they almost died today. And had Ben died, Miranda would have killed them. And then Jack's mm-hmm. like, well, 
we'd all be dead but I get what you're saying like yeah she would because you know Miranda she does not play <laughs> yeah <laughs> that was cute um we see Emmett I want to talk to Travis and they go outside meanwhile there's like a little dance party going on inside that uh, they're trying to teach Jack how to dance which I thought was hilarious because he couldn't get his shoulders moving barely could get his legs moving um but Emmett says that he is grateful for Travis and says that he loves him. Um, and Travis is like, I'm so happy you've come this far. And you know, the road ahead for you is gonna be amazing, but I don't love you. And when Emmett walked away, I was shocked that he took that and just walked away. I thought he would try to fight for it more. What did you think? It was sad, you know, Emmett is, is like a, a baby deer out into the, you know, LGBTQIA world. And, you know, so Travis has been living in his truth for so long. So I think they're just not on the same page right mm-hmm. now. And, and Emmett, uh, this is like his first real love. Uh, so, it, you know, that heartbreak is, is hard to handle. And so that's probably why he walked away just to process everything. Plus he lost his girlfriend his who was he was engaged to his daddy got arrested and it got a lot going on too a lot going on for sure um then we see uh jack visit uh the abuse family and the older lady and i love seeing that he's having his own little family kind of come together and his own support system come together and uh that he's staying in touch with them what did you think did you think that that was great or yeah, we'll talk about it in news and gossip a little bit because uh, you know there was a look that he gave uh, Inara at the end, and like, what does that look mean? Yeah, I saw they... that. Mm-hmm. I saw that. I was like, oh, are, are they going to be a thing? Because <laughs> that was like a little bit like a longing look. Listen, this woman just came out of an abusive relationship. I don't know if she should be jumping into another relationship. Meanwhile, you're working on your own issues and going to therapy and trying to deal with Andy and you're not fiance getting married to all of your guys' boss who then turned out to be a drug addict is now having surgery. Meanwhile, your main boss just got arrested. Like you got a lot going on. I don't know if you should be starting uh, a relationship in this situation right here. Yeah, don't they say when you're like in treatment you're not supposed to get into a relationship. So this is not the best time, but maybe it's a test from from God. Maybe, we'll see. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we see Vic and Dean, and you see how comfortable Vic is with Dean. They're sitting on the couch, and she puts her feet on him, and you can see him just kind of stiffen up, stiffen up, and he's like, you have to move out. And she's like, wait, what? And he's like, I'm seeing someone now, and it's confusing. Uh, you're a girl, and it's confusing, and it's confusing crew. And Vic is like, you've been seeing this girl for like three seconds. So it's confusing how, like we've been friends forever. And then he looks at her and you, when he looked at her and paused and there was that silence, he was looking at her like, I'm in love with you. And I don't know if she caught it because she just kind of gets up and walks away. But I was like, oh, like he is not playing. She has to go because those feelings are growing and he doesn't know where to place them. Yeah, I think she picked up something, but 
the fact that she was uh, homeless again, basically, I think that became a priority for her, you know, Vic is a survivor. So she got kicked out of her own apartment, then Jackson kicked her out, and now Dean is kicking her out. Like, she always has housing issues for some reason. And I'm sure that can make you feel a little unloved, you know, or like out of place. So I think she just went into like, okay, figuring out what I have to do next. And she, she also is trying to figure out what's wrong with him. Like, how, why did he switch up so quickly? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. She needs to go ahead and get her own place and call it a day, start putting in some roots and stop couch surfing. Um, We see that Sullivan has gone through a surgery. He's in deep pain. He looks to chair and Andy was never there for him. She wasn't there in the beginning. He comes back and she's still not there. And I was just so sad for him in that moment because he doesn't know the storm that's about to come his way through his healing and also through his wife going through everything that she's going through right now. Uh, We flash back to Abby's mom crying and her coming in as a young child and saying like we had a great day and then we see the flashback of Pruitt coming in and kind of sternly looking at the wife and the wife looking at him crying and unhappy and then we see that Pruitt sits Andy down and says you know your mom is not she's not well what were your thoughts on that whole thing I mean, Pruitt told a whole lie, but is it a lie? Like, is she not well with a mental health issue? But at the same time, he told his daughter that her mama was dead. Like, that's harsh. Not that she ran away and abandoned you, that she died. So to see that whole setup and to see the mother unhappy, still unclear as to what exactly happened between Pruitt and the wife. But the fact that, you know, she, she wasn't really dead, it was like, wow. Yeah, it was shocking. So we get to that. So we get to Andy driving and we know that she's going to see her Tia Sandra and because we know that she was coming in and she knocks on the door. Tia answers, but then the mom walks out. I was like, wait a minute. So y'all trying to tell me that Pruitt just died. So we think Andy is an orphan. But she is not an orphan because now her mom is, quote unquote, back from the dead. And you left us with so many questions like, why did she leave? Was she in an abusive relationship? And that's why she had to get away. But then if she was in an abusive relationship, why would she leave Andy behind? And why would she let Pruitt tell Andy that she was dead? Did she have mental health issues and the best thing was for her to get away? Maybe there's like a relationship issue between her and her and Andy and she was not going to be good for Andy and she knew that. So that's why she walked away. Like I had so many questions. Did you have questions? Yeah, I was like, where you been, mama? Like all this time. I was like, am I watching General Hospital or Station 19? Because this was a real like soap opera moment with someone showing up from the dead. Right, absolutely. And then I was like, and then the whole family didn't contact you for all these years as well. Like what, what's the story about that? 
are there uh, anyone in the live chat that has a theory? Uh, let's see. Um, I I'm think so she, Emily, Emily Sueño says, I think she left because she was unhappy. Vina says, I think she was unhappy for sure, but to let your kid think you're dead, that's harsh. Absolutely harsh. Uh, yeah, so I don't know. I, I just don't know what's going to happen next season. Do we want to do some shout outs right now or do we want to do news and gossip? Let's do news because it's a little lengthy and I want to give you all the scoop that I found out. All right, let's do it. All right. So like uh, Linda said, do you want to know what's going to happen in season four? Well, I got some information from Krista Vernoff during an interview that she did with TVLine.com. So the number one, they've known Andy's mother was going to be alive since the beginning of the season. So they began conversations about this in the beginning of season three. And it was one of the first ideas that they had. She said, Krista said, there's so much unsaid, so much unknown. What happened? Why did her father tell her that her mother was dead? What happened between Pruitt and his wife? All the questions that we had. And she said, she's really excited to get into it. And we know what happened, but Andy doesn't. So they know, the writers know, but Andy doesn't know. So it's going to be good. Wow. The second thing is, Krista doesn't know if Andy's marriage will last. She said, Andy's a wreck. She doesn't know which way is up. Does that mean she's not in love with Sullivan? No, but she can be in love with Sullivan and be a wreck at the same time. She said the marriage could be both a perfect bomb and a mistake at the same time, but she's herself as the showrunner is not sure what it is yet, um, but for sure she's not been a good wife. So we don't know what's going to happen with that marriage. Um, Number three, Dean is willing to hurt Vic because he's trying to be responsible. So she says that she thinks that he's trying to be responsible to himself, to his daughter, to his friendship with her and to the firehouse. He's not like everybody else and willing to break the rules because he grew up in such a strict household. So he's trying to really be thoughtful and he thinks he's doing the right thing by separating his relationship with Vic and his job. Um, So, but she said, we all know that going backwards in in a friendship from a relationship or like a love to a friendship is not uh, usually successful in Shondaland. So we'll see how that plays out. I have two more quickly. Maya in season four will be reevaluating her life. She said Maya was damaged as a child and she bought into her father's version of what happened, that she wasn't abused. Um, But she's seen that Maya repeatedly pushes people away and that uh, she's really excited to think about what stories Maya will have moving forward. So we're going to see that. And last but not least, kind of what we talked about, Jack and Inara could be lovers. She says there definitely was a spark between them in that last scene. And she doesn't know if it was like a love connection or a familial connection. But whether this is Jack's romantic life or just a family he's built for himself, she's not sure at the time. So we shall see. That's awesome. That's awesome news and gossip. I love it. Love it. Uh, let's see some. Sh- you have another? Nope. But um, I can get into some shout outs from people who commented last week. We got Butter- Butterfly Girl, Roomba Toomba, Blue Shadow. Logan and you log. We also have a bunch of folks in the live chat. Hi, everybody in the live chat. We got Joshua, Joshua Washington, Emily Sueno, Venus, Blue Shadow. And that's it. Thank you guys. Oh, and Aurora. Hi, guys. Thank you guys so much. Hi, guys. Thanks for sticking with us all season. 
Absolutely. Guys, I cannot believe we've gone through three seasons of Station 19. Uh, who knows when uh, season four will be back, but I will be back. The high will be back. We'll miss you guys. Definitely uh, like and subscribe and comment on this episode so we can still interact a little bit. Until next season, guys, thank you so much for joining us. You can find me all across social media at Linda So Girly. And you can find me at Say Hi Sahai. Till next time, guys. Bye for now. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.